Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Bit of an impromptu one. I wasn't going to do one, and then I thought, ah, fuck it, why not? Um, before I come to what's going to happen tonight, let me introduce my guests. Um, Care, the wanker. Scott, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> as good as that? I'm fine, Martin. I'm actually better than fine, I. I'm good. Aye, good. And welcoming back to the podcast, Elaine. Elaine, how are you? I'm really good. It's uh, it's good to be back. It's been it's probably been a couple of weeks, even a couple of months. So thanks for having me back. And now I've got two people in a toilet. Yes. My man's favourite. Yeah. Okay. You're not um, yeah. So <clears throat> I thought tonight we would just have a wee quick run through Rangers Europa League journey. Um, not too long because I want to talk about last night as well, and then I want to talk about should we be moving SPFL fixtures? Should we? Should we not? Will it happen? No, um, but we'll talk about it anyway. And then we'll finish with a wee kind of old firm preview. We've all be back on Sunday morning, of course, for the pre-match build-up and stuff like that, but we'll talk about the uh, the old firm game anyway. Um, Elaine, before we come to the, the European run, something we were just talking about before we came on, um, even before the game last night, there seemed to be a lot more positivity within the fans. Because um, I'll be honest with you, since the, the old firm defeat, even the first Braga game, I was still down. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I didn't care what the result was, but I just didn't have the same oomph going into the game. But it seemed to be different last night. I think I think in Europe, the pressure's off. We've kinda, we, we have constantly uh, punched above our weight a wee bit in Europe. And I think last night, especially going there, or going to Braga and losing... But still being in the tie meant coming back to Ibrox, it was still all to play for, but the pressure's off. You know, go out as long as the team went and gave a good account of themselves and just absolutely, you know, tried their heart out. I think everyone would have been happy because the reality is for us, 
you know, a European semi-final, be it, you know, obviously it's the Europa League, not the Champions League. But you look even at the budgets of the other teams here and there. Um, obviously, you look at Barcelona going out and the teams that have gone out. There's no, there's no way that we should be there, really. Um, so I just think pressure was off last night and they did just outstanding. And I, I don't know what it is about this team in Europe, but mm. I was saying to you guys beforehand, I had a better feeling about last night than I did about the, you know, even any of the domestic games. And I don't know whether or not it is to do with a pressure thing because the team just react um, on a European night. I don't know if it's down to atmosphere. We were talking about that before we came on as well, that the whole place is bouncing. We're massively behind the team. Um, the, I mean, Ibrox last night was like something that I've not, I don't think I could compare it to anything else. Um, it, it was like something that I've not experienced. Uh, it was just, it was just unbelievable. Uh, and it was just a great night, great night all round. It's a hard one to put your finger on, Kerr, because we have been excellent in Europe. Um, we'll, we'll go all the way back to where it kind of all began, Malmo, in a wee minute. But just touching on Elaine's point there, why have we been so good in Europe? And why have we had these slip-ups in the league? Can you put your finger on it? Mm, to be honest with you, probably not. And if I could, then I wouldn't be sitting here, maybe sitting <laughs> in a hot seat. But I think it's got to do with, over the last few years, we've been kind of built as a European side with Stephen Gerrard, weren't we? The way we played, the way we performed in Europe the last few seasons we played really well and the team were used to putting a certain way in Europe, pressing hitting the breaker, taking the game to other teams, you see because we've got like Kent does it, Kamara's done it in the past, Marellis has been phenomenal in European football goals he's scored and I think we get used to where we're playing because teams don't sit with a bank of 10 you can see defending, mm-hmm. they'll come and play us because it's, they think well it's Rangers we'll go and play against them because they play in Scottish football, and we think that's great coming players, and we can play our own game as well, and we, are, we can attack with freedom, but in, in the league, we play against teams, and then they're not as good as European teams, but playing against teams who are sitting with two banks or four, and we struggle to break them down, we can all get a space to play in behind, and the way we play, we can really we don't really have a plan B at times, and that's the problem in the league. But do we Europe, press more, Kerr? Do we press more in Europe than what we do in, uh, domestically? We don't really press Press domestically because teams don't really come in place, so they're kind of sitting. We've got majority of the ball, but we do, we're running into alleys, we're running into paths we can't get by because they're that deep at times. So it's more difficult to press teams when they're sitting. Whereas in European games, they come out in players, so it's easier to press them, get the ball off them, and hit quick because we have got quick players like Kent and Morelos and Tav breaking down the wing and stuff. So it, it suits us better, but in the league, we find it more difficult, and it's only, it's only really Celtic. It don't. This I know the Ibrox they sat for a bit, but they don't really sit as much as others. And um, I don't know for some reason we, we found it difficult in the league. But I mean, the start of Europe wasn't great. But I don't. Know, I, I said to you before we come on, I think the Dortmund games gave the players more belief in Europe because not one is expected us to beat Borussia Dortmund. I never, and we beat them quite comfortably. And I think all the rest of the guys have thought, listen. We beat Dortmund, they're a big hitting team, they're one of the biggest teams in European football, and they're a very good side. We shouldn't fear anybody. I think they've played a lot recent in European games. We don't fear anybody, even last night. Even when they scored, but I don't feel we were going to get beat. I was worried, but I don't feel we were. But in, in the league games, we concede. You can see sometimes we drop pace or the head down. Is there an argument, though, uh, Elaine Delacare's saying that even when we've played them in the, in the league, 
Um, they don't press them either. It's as if he's, it's as if Gio's no. got a completely different set of tactics for Europe than what he does for for Scotland. Yeah, um, obviously, I mean, the game at Parkhead, he came out and said that that wasn't the tactics. You know, the, the tactic wasn't to sit off. Um, we are such a better team when we're playing on the front foot. And it sounds so daft, but see when we're dictating play and there's pace and we are running at teams, we look like a really dangerous side. Looking at last night, that could have been, I mean, that should have been over at half time. Mm-hmm. That was you know fantastic first 45 minutes of football, even going in the second half, even extra time. They could have scored three in extra time. Um, when we're on the front foot and we're dictating play, we're a great side. Uh, I don't know whether or not, uh, you know, as I said, that we kind of come up against these banks of players. Um, I think we run out of ideas domestically. And I think that uh, quite often there's a lack of urgency domestically. I don't know whether that's just because maybe um, last season, maybe we're a bit blasé, maybe we think that we will get the chances. Um, I don't know whether or not, I think we're actually quite an easy team to play against when we do sit off, because I think we just knock it around the back quite often. And sometimes going forward, we look like we don't have ideas if we are letting, you know, if we are letting teams come onto us. When we dictate the play like we can do and like we do in Europe, we're such a, we're so much more dangerous. And we do it, some of the football last night, it's night and day. And I think that's such a frustration because you look at some of the games, especially the games at Ibrox this season where we've dropped points and you think, that team from last night turns up. It's a, you know, we're not sitting here discussing, or, or last week, you're not sitting discussing potentially the league being over mm-hmm. before the split kind of thing. So, um, you know, but we're not not dwelling on that because it was just, it was it was a brilliant night and it was great. And, and at the end of the day, I think the fans and the players, they deserved that last night. 100%. Here's a question, and it's somebody who we could probably talk about in every game, especially in Europe. Phenomenal. Um, there's a lot of competition in his national team. But Peter Lawrence wants to know before we carry on, Elaine, do you guys think that Tavernier is worthy of an England call-up on his current forum in Europe? Possibly. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm going to say yes because I'm not slagging the captain. He's been unbelievable. His numbers are unbelievable. His record in Europe is unbelievable. Um, at that level... Having said that, do you know what I would say? You say Europa League. That's a in Europe you could get found out defensively. He's he's been excellent. He's been excellent this season. Um, why not? Uh, you know, carrots. It's one of those ones. You know, some of the players in Scotland. You know, they might get into the Scotland team, Nigeria yeah. team. They might get into the Trinidad and Tobago team. There's no way in hell somebody in Scotland's going into the England team, though, is there? Regardless of how well they do in Europe, but should he? If you're looking at his numbers and he's looking at where he plays, and that, I think down in England, I know like no look so much at the SPL, they look at Europe. So where he's playing in Europe, why not? I mean, I know Trent Arnold plays there, and you've got Walker, and you've got other lads who's been in England team like uh, thing as well. Look, Sean, they're all good going forward, but defensively they're not all great either. And mm-hmm. The way Tav plays, he's going forward. His numbers are up there with the best of them, and if he probably played in England. I'm almost, I'm almost sitting here and saying Man City, you could play for Man City next weekend. But I'm saying if he played with a team at Man City, you would see, you would see so much from him. You'd, be, you'd probably get the same assist and the same goals because of the way they play. Because 
the fullbacks that City and Liverpool don't have to defend as much because mm-hmm. the way they play, and he's, he's obviously put me a better player, so I don't see why he shouldn't make his. Just because he plays up there doesn't make him a bad player. I think he, Tavares, he's not appreciated by the English fans. I think, he appreci- I think a lot of people do, but you're always the first one to face the criticism. And I think it's when Tavares not here, you'll eventually realise what he did offer and what he did bring. Yeah, um, let's get to a few comments before we carry on. Who have we got? We've got a lot of people saying, oh, goody, Elaine's here. I never get that. Not once did I get that. <laughs> uh, CGM. Good evening. Good evening, CGM. Uh, we're very on Aldo McNaught. Elaine, love heart. I never get a love heart. Uh, Nicholas Moore. Yes, Elaine is back. Jim Sloan. How you doing, Jim? Trying to remember follow, follow. I think there's a lot of people in your boat today, Gallant Pioneer, been hung over all day. Um, I know that I'm back on it, um, just to cure the, the, the wee buzz that was in my head. I won't say I who felt, else the panel's on it. I felt hungover and I've not, I wasn't drinking. So what are you drinking just, just now, Elaine? Oh, I am now. But last <laughs> night I wasn't. Last night I wasn't. Last night I think I was just absolutely exhausted. God knows how the players felt because I felt like I kicked every single ball last night. I was knackered. I was absolutely knackered. Graham Ross, evening. Evening, Graham. Um, What's this, Josh Kennedy? Martin, did you hear Bob Ag is the ref on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> For that one, didn't I? Oh, read the comments before you bring them up, Martin. Read the comments before you bring them up. Uh, I think that's it. For, uh, are, we, are we finished with the Elaine loving? Can we move on to the Elaine loving? Um, There's yeah. Nicholas Moore, but a good one. In. I'm, I'm not at the bottom of the comments yet. I need to work my way down, Care. Unlike you, I need to try and host talk and look at the comments at the same time. So you can't multitask, Martin. Don't make a fool out of me, Care. Don't make a fool out of me. Elaine, you take over. I suppose. So, <laughs> give me a lane to JD any day. I mean, that always goes with it. With it soon, <laughs> um, this all started, Ker, I suppose. Oh, you've, 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 got got love heart. you've got a wee love heart, Martin. Where, where, where? It's there, it's there. I feel old, but that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Uh, I suppose, Ker, this European run all started with. But the biggest disappointment of the season at that point, obviously, we've had a few more. Uh, the loss to Malmo, yeah, um, which I think set Rangers back quite a bit um, from possibly bringing in transfers, etc. It was a big kind of dunt to Gerard. Obviously, Gerard leaves. Um, question for you though, before we talk about the, the Malmo, would you have took Champions League group stage over a potential Europa League final? Probably at this moment, no, but at the time I would have, aye, because Champions League, you make more money, don't you? And if you get kicked out of Champions League after making a certain, I think you fin- if you finish third, you go back into Europa League anyway. So there's always a possibility coming it through that way. But I think the Malmo game was a, a kick in the teeth we didn't expect. I think that might be probably more confidence than we should have. We all thought Malmo were easy pickings and we were going to beat them quite comfortably. That never happened, and I do think, looking back, you do think maybe we should have brought in a couple of fresh faces before we faced them, but I think they were budgeting on, let's get by Malmo and then we can spend money. I think that backfired, like you said, I think, I think it did set us back a wee bit. Can we get away for you this? Do you like the PlayStation part in the comments? Please. Um, I'll have you know that a lanes man is about six foot four, and he's... And he's- Shoulders are like that. So can we get away from the, <laughs> the PlayStation part? Cold action, man. Yes. And thank you, Linda. 
that, see, there's somebody appreciates the host. You know what I mean? Um, Kia, you don't deserve anything because we all know what you're like. Um, aye, but I think Malmo was tough to take, Elaine, because they were down to the, the second leg, they were down to 10 men. Aye, um, aye, we expected um, to go through, we didn't. Uh, it was a kick in the teeth. It, do you know it was? And I think that um, it was a really difficult one because coming off the back of such a good season last season and the buzz about the place and getting back in, getting fans back in, then that, yeah, it totally took the wind out of sails. The one thing that I would say is, don't worry, I don't think any of us wouldn't take the Champions League. Of course, that's what we want to be. We want to hear that music. We want to be, that'll be such a momentous occasion when we're actually back in the mm -hmm. Champions League. Mm -hmm. But the Europa League is our level. And I, you know, I know I said that we're, we're punching above our weight, but we're able to take the teams on and have really good, you know, really good games. We've not disgraced ourselves by any means. Um, we've taken a few scalps along the way. I would have... Um, not necessarily fear, that's maybe a wee bit un unkind on the on the players because they have raised their game so much for Europe. But I think there's potential in the Champions League that we do get an absolute doing off someone. <laughs> and actually the Europa League, um, we're in it for longer, it's more enjoyable, um, and, and the theme tune's better anyway. So <laughs> we're all in. I suppose technically, I think, Kerev, I've done the sums right. I think up until now, We've made what we would have made in the Champions League group stages. Is that right? I've not got a clue, man. I'll, I'll Do you know you're your absolutely word. hopeless? I'll take your word in that. I'm Ge not, gen uh, not genuinely, I saw, I saw someone say, and I don't know, I, I might be plucking this from nowhere because uh, just last night, but I think last night alone could have been worth about eight and a half million in terms of prize money, you know, gate receipts, TV money, everything like that. And when you think we've come up, so we've come through. The, the last two seasons, last 16. So to get the quarters and then the semis, that's got to be worth about 15 million to us all. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously there's going to be some overheads and whatever, but what it does do um, is make a dent in, I suppose, the big worry about if we don't go on to win the league this season, the big money is the prize pot at the end of it. You know, we've done all the legwork for the past couple of years. It would be just like the thing that we've done it um, for another team to benefit and get the Champions League pot. Um, but for us, if it's 15 million, say, over the past two, and we must have, you know, I, I think we must have a good shot of going through. Um, no one thinks it'll be easy. And I think, obviously, Leipzig are now the tournament favourites. Yeah. Um, but so right Dortmund. Show, by the way, they are, and we'll come they're a very good team. Yeah. But so, so were Dortmund. And um, yes, they were, they were kind of missing players, but Leipzig are going to be missing a few players as well. That you know we've got a good chance at it, and if we can get through, then that makes a huge dent. Money-wise, is is massive. Yeah, and by the way, see this money floating about for the the Champions League. It's not forty million to get to the group stages. Um, it's fifteen million or something if you get to the group stages, and then you add in sponsorships and all that. Excuse me, it's only forty million if you get out of the groups. Um, and and listen, if we've laid, laid the groundwork for them to get into the Europa, uh, the the Champions League group stages. The one thing that they've shown us is that they'll embarrass Scotland again in Europe because that's what they tend to always do. Um, right, it's okay. I won't run through the Alice Kirk game. So we get, we get put out the, the Champions League qualifiers. We go into the Europa League qualifiers. We go through and we, we make quite possibly the worst start that we've made in a while at a European competition after me just slagging them for being hopeless. My dad, yeah, we lost against Leon and 
Leon and Sparta. Uh, mm-hmm. And we thought mm-hmm. after that, right, we're not going to go through here. But we turned that about and credit to the players we did. And we started playing again in Europe like we know we can play. But it was a difficult start. I don't know if that was a hangover for the Malmo defeat because we, we only get through beating Alice Kirk. Not mm-hmm. very convincingly, I have to say. We were, we were One no over the two legs. We were pulling mm-hmm. both teams. And I think at that time, we were all saying maybe we should have bought players in because we didn't look great. But the players have turned that about, Martin. And I think the more they... Like Elaine said earlier, we beat a lot of teams who were... Some of the people will say big scalps. I think when you play against Dortmund and you get a result and then Red Star, you get a result. I think that gives you morale. The morale of Greg Bruce, but it gives the players so much confidence in their own abilities. They think, listen, we've just beat Borussia Dortmund. And people can say Dortmund were missing players, Dortmund, but still Borussia Dortmund at the end of the day. doesn't matter who is playing. Still Borussia Dortmund you beat. Because, like I said earlier, nobody expected us to get through there. Everybody thought, well, we're going to beat 4 or 5 now. But we get through and we beat the Eastern and we beat Bragg. I mean, that's three good sides, no matter what anybody says. And we got lip sight in the next game, but who's to say we're not going to beat them? I know they're a good side, Martin. I know you've said that. This and I've been hearing from other people. Just trying to quell the expectations, yeah. I don't know a lot about them, to be fair, but I know they're decent. But so are we in Europe. And yes, I used the word quell, and yes, Kerr did take <laughs> it from the first two games to right through every game there. So um, thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speak to you later. Um, but yeah, look, we did make a horrible start to the groups. And I think, Elaine, thinking back now, right, it's difficult to remember. I've written looking back, but I would imagine that most of us probably thought that was our European campaign pretty much over. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look back to when, when Gerard left and um, it's fine because we're all over it now. But um, when he left before the other, you know, the other cup semi-final, I made this massive game uh, at home to Prague and that was, that was potentially going to be a really huge turning point of the season and obviously the cup semi you know been that but for the yeah, just not talking about that but um for the players to to come back and to to do the business against Prague uh, and to and to turn it around and then obviously get through you know get through the group stages it, I think it's this did you read somewhere that we've lost more games in Europe this year than we have in you know however many. So to put that in perspective as well, they've done really well to, to even get out the group stages. Um, and I think it's just, yeah, I don't want, I, I'm just careful about dreaming too much because at the end of the day, Leipzig's going to be hard. And But last night's the first time where you start thinking, okay, could, you know, yeah. could we? Could, could yeah. we? So, so much so, I booked flights for Seville. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> You've already booked flights? Just I've, in case. I've been banned after my shenanigans trying to get home for Dortmund. I've been banned by the good lady. It took you a month to get up the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's only so long you can blame it on the planes, isn't it? Um, Curry Muncher, um, well seeing Martin's fixed his hair, Elaine here. Do you think this is my hair fixed? <laughs> Seriously think this is my hair fixed? In fact, I put a question to everybody. Should I just shave it all off because it's doing my nothing? Um, believe it or not, Aye, it looks ringing, but to... it's clean. You said you were going to do that anyway. Should do just a big charity shave. A big charity. Oh, no, he said that about 14 months ago, you're going to shave his nut. No, but I got it cut. 
And now, honestly, remember the old bowl cuts you used to get? Remember them? Yeah. Hair was doing like that, and it looked as if there was a bowl. Right, I'm just leaving it like that now. I've messed it up. That's it getting late. So should I shave my head? Yes or no? Buy uh, a hat, Auntie. No, <laughs> Martin. No, there you go. Uh, how do these podcasts always turn into a conversation about my hair? Honest to God. Um, probably Geo's first real test. I don't know if this is fair because I'm trying to think back in case I've missed anything in the league here, but I don't know. Look, we beat we beat Sparta two 0 at home, and we go into the last game against Leon needing to take something from it. Away to Leon, I don't care what team you're. That is a that's a hard hard game. Was that Gio's first real big test? I think all games are in. If you're in your mind, it's a test. But I think this was the one he was probably looking at to himself to say, "I need to do something here because it's." I'd probably say the whole, I'm going to say the whole world, but more people are watching. The Rangers side, more people is watching him. And they go away early on and get a draw when you need a point. It's a great result because we've seen, we've seen how far they've went in the competition as well and how far they've went in Europe in the last few years. So, and they're a very good side early on. So, it was a good result, good result going away early on because probably at the time, I can't remember, but I don't know if we were confident or not at the time as supporters. I don't think so. I, I we were, we, imagine so. The forum was kind of up and down, so that was a good result going to be, because it got us through, because once you're through the group stages, it's, it just comes down to over two legs. And comes down to the seen, draw, really, doesn't it? It comes down to who you get in the draw. As we've seen, we've not had the easiest draws, but we've took everybody we've faced. And according, according, according to Twitter, we've had not only the, the the best refereeing decisions, yeah, we get two goals or three goals chopped off last night, but we've also had the best draw here. Uh, I've seen the that. The easiest draw that anybody could ever possibly get. VR's given us decisions, but anybody else, it's. <laughs> I don't know who's actually writing these things. I don't know if it's just people getting themselves on or actually people being serious. Because if you're being serious, then you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Staunch VAR, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, Rangers day trip costing £509 plus ticket cost. I'm sure your good lady will be fine with that, Martin. Martin yeah. doesn't do day trips. He would get lost and then not come back himself. Yeah, I'd, I'd, honestly, day trips on the, on the good for me. If I told her it was £509, she would kill me. Um, there you go. So we get into the last 16, Elaine, and I'm, I'm just running through this quickly because I, I do want to get on to last night's game because everybody knows everything that's happened now. And we, of course... We're all sitting, watching the draw, and I think we all unanimously said the one team that we probably don't want to get is Borussia Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Borussia Dortmund we get. Now, yep. um, I didn't care what the missy said, I was gone. Now, I, I'm a big fan of Germany, I love Germany, I think it's a beautiful country, and I thought I'm gone, so I went. Never in my wildest dreams did I think, not only would I see Rangers win over there, but that was possible, but Rangers thrashed Dortmund, is that fair? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think it was such a weird, um, it was such a weird one for me because actually um, I had booked up to go uh, and then things changed at home and it, ju- it just wasn't going to be, uh, it wasn't going to be a goer. And normally I'd watch the games with my mum and just for whatever reason, it wasn't that night I could see it coming through. And so I'm, I'm kind of following it on Twitter and, um, you know, got Taylor and whatever. And you're thinking... We could we could kill them. You go for a fifth. Go for a fifth against <laughs> Dortmund in Germany, and it was nuts that um, when they got a, when they got a second, when they pulled you know pulled another one back, that you're actually disappointed and you're thinking we could have really we could have put that game to bed. We could have arrested players. 
when they came back. You know, five five one, absolute canter. Um, but un- unbelievable. And to go and do that, and you know, obviously Haaland wasn't there, but Bellingham was just. I, I think he'll. I mean, he'll go on. I think everyone can see he'll be Phenomenal. just. Out- yeah, outstanding. And also, um, I think we're a wee bit too, too fangirl, but great head on his shoulders as well. I think he's, he spoke incredibly well, I think, after after both games. Um, but that, that team still have class in them. And that's, that team are still a really good good side. I think I, I saw a video on Twitter um, of the game over there, and their fans were actually applauding our third or fourth goal or whatever. I think it was maybe Ken I was sitting Coleman. I was sitting in the main stand in amongst all the Dortmund fans and they don't Just, don't get me wrong, they were very, very angry at their team. Oh but they but, are a support, was, they are a support that will there was an know, appreciation. Absolutely there was an appreciation and I think that was beyond um yeah beyond people's wildest dreams. So and, and that's when you do obviously think right if we can take them they they were the favourites. You know, obviously um the, the game at Dortmund was just unbelievable. Um, but if that can happen, then then you start to think, right, what else are we capable of? I know I'm I'm sitting in the main stand, right? I'm pretty much just just at the side of the halfway line. Phenomenal seat. I've got my jacket zipped up. I tried my best German at the gate because I thought if they know that I'm Scottish, they won't let me in. And I'm sitting there and Rangers go one 0 up, they go two 0 up, second half they go Lindstrom scores, they go three 0 up. And as a guy, two, three rows in front of me. And he's got a, and he's got the jacket off. He's got the Rangers tap on. He's talking about celebrating, and he just turned around to me and he went, "Big man." People call me big man, right? I'm tiny. I'm like five foot seven, and yeah, I get called big. I think it's because I'm fat. Um, he turns around to me and he goes, "Big man, what the fuck's going on?" And I'm just looking at him, going, "Mate, I've not got a fucking clue." Fucking tears streaming down my oh, phenomenal, brilliant, lovely, brilliant night, loved it. I did then have to walk an hour back to the hotel because I couldn't figure out what bus to get, and anyway. And the trip home, oh, horrendous. But, care, and all, with all that said, um, second leg, I still wasn't 100% confident the time was over. No, and there was a, and I think majority is really because it's always the back of your head, Dortmund. I've seen someone put in a comment saying, I said I wanted Dortmund, and I can't remember by that far, but I probably did because I think we're talking at the time who did we want for the next round, and everybody was picking Barca, but I say, No, I don't like Barcelona, so I would prefer, <laughs> prefer Dortmund. So I was right, we beat them. Uh, no, but the second leg, it, it, you went to Tybrox that night, hoping, hopeful we'll get through, we've done enough, but when they scored, you're like, right there in this game, but we dug deep again and we got the result we needed, but we played really well. and that's a thing in Europe. You don't really. You only see in the league every so often. The, the players' heads don't go, and we seem to think, no matter who we're playing, we'll get the result. Do you know that? And the players all believe in themselves, and they all play for each other. Whereas in the league, sometimes it's like, what shape we're playing, what formation we're playing, mm-hmm. what the fuck are we doing? But sorry, <laughs> sorry for but but in Europe, it's some some of the games we've played in Europe this season. I don't see that as well. It's been, it's been a joy to watch. It's mm-hmm. just. Alec mentioned it in the comments earlier. It's been some. It's like a basketball game. It's back and forth, but it's good to watch. It's good football. Both teams can be playing, playing and we're, we're sitting enjoying it, and we're, we're scoring lots of goals. So if we can play that, we can replicate that in the league. We won the league no bother, but it's just a pity we can't because no. Scottish football is totally different for European football. I know, I know. And uh, Elaine, we're going to have to change your surname to McAnally, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Our very own Graham Elaine doing an Alan McAnally there um, <laughs> in Dortmund in Germany. There you go. Um, 
<laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll tell you. A story I prefer story. when I'm getting the love heart. It's in, yeah, uh, yeah. Don't get used to it. Um, see, when I first brought Elaine in, uh, I saved her number in my phone as Elaine Rabble, right? Because um, I didn't know your surname or whatever. And I'm sitting one night doing a pod, and this Elaine McDonald comes up in the comments. I'm going, who the fuck's that? Who's that? Cheeky I have no idea who that is. And then, of course, in WhatsApp, it came up Elaine McDonald, and I went, oh, fuck, that's her name. Right. I'm full of useless, shitty stories. So if anybody wants to hear more of them, um, please, please just let me know. Right, so we go through um, to, to uh, Ibrox, phen phenomenal night, Elena night. That, that I think that was that the first time we've seen that spider cam? Yeah, the, the, the back cam. Yeah, the back spider cam. Back cam. Yeah, yeah, Marvel and DC movies mixed up, Martin. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so, no, it was, uh, yeah, no, I think it was, and it was just. Um, I kind of, I mean, the scenes are brilliant, and the camera, mm. the camera is good. I think they're kind of doing it to death now. Yeah, uh, you know, like after every goal, you know, get a corner. Oh, let's get that cam out. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, it was, and and that's the thing is we were talking about is Ibrox is just on nights like that, um, just just a different kind of fish. It was it was brilliant, and um, I know I know you're coming to last night, but um, as I said, the atmosphere last night was just like something I've not experienced that Ibrox and we stuck with them through the whole thing. We absolutely backed the players and I think I think they did respond to it. So um yeah, that was that was just an incredible game going through against Dortmund. Um I think you then start to realise and I know because it does get a wee bit boring to constantly say well, ten years ago or twelve years ago or you know where we've been and we're falling ahead and all that. Um, because we all know about it, we've all had this chat so many times. But there are certain moments that are kind of like watershed moments. When we go when we get back to the Champions League, that'll be a big one. Um, but there are certain moments that you do think, God, I sat in Ibrox when you'd be lucky if there was 20, 25,000 there. And you see as you know, um in really, really terrible games, losing to teams, a shell of a team, and just not knowing if it would get back. And it's nights like Dortmund, I think that's one of the ones that I'll always up there. I mean, last night as well. Last night, just at the end, I'm trying not to start greeting. Um, <laughs> but it is, and we can't always go back to that and say, oh, well, you know, this is where we've come from. But I do think that the fans have an appreciation, having been through that uh, and been through what as a collective we've been through. Um, it can it almost does mean just that wee bit more. I think that ends once we get to the Champions League. I think as soon as we make the Champions League, I think that conversation, that conversation has to start coming to an end pretty soon. You know, look where we've came from. We have to finally just move on for that. I think um, there was there's one thing we have missed all season, um, and it's one thing they've got up on us. I have to say, care. Um, all we need is the disco lights now. I think, and that'll be us sorted, won't it? Aye, disco lights, they'd be great, wouldn't it? No, we just put your torch on your phone out of the I know, I can't believe we're missing the disco lights. Yeah, Disco lights or John McGinn? Oh, disco lights. Um, very, very quickly, here, because I want to come to tomorrow night's game and I'm very conscious that we're 34 minutes in. Uh, I want to try and say this name correctly instead of just saying Red Star Belgrade, right? But I'm not even going to attempt it because there's no way I'm going to get it. So Red Star Belgrade, um, we lost 2-1 over there, but the first leg at Ibrox, they had a few goals ruled out. But was it fairly comfortable? 
Or was it that was. a harder game than the scoreline suggests? They weren't bad, but I thought we played really well. But it was one, I think it was one of the first games. Obviously, you watch VR when I mean, you watch it, the English football and stuff like that. International football will come up. We've seen it in the World Cup. But I think it was the very first time I was at a game where VAR was constantly bit news and constantly chopping off goals in the favour of one side and it's like, my God, that's not one chopped off. That's not one chopped off. Oh, there's that one chopped off. And if I would have been a Red Star fan, I'd have been absolutely bailing. And now, Europe, even last <laughs> night, and you, we scored a goal, you celebrate and you sit, you stand, don't you, for a second and think, you look at the big screen and think, is the VAR coming up? So you don't I want to celebrate. That's what I mean, you, you know what to celebrate because you think, this might be chopped off here. So it's no, you wait a couple of seconds and like, obviously a roof header get chopped off and I, I watched it back and I still think it was very harsh, but that's the way VR's going. But you don't want to celebrate full because usually when a goal goes in, you're cuddling everybody around the bounty, you're falling over the front seat, folk are falling over the back seat, and you're just going nuts. But last night, it was more subdued where I was, people were celebrating and everybody's like, right, this might get chopped off. So we're all standing watching it and it did get chopped off and... See, see, see the one after five minutes, they would have put us 2 nil up. So we were all, I mean, we were all going absolutely daft. It was like the dream start, perfect brown. It kind of had forgotten about VAR as well. And then uh, obviously it goes to VAR. See when he blew his whistle, we all thought it was still a goal. So we went yeah, to celebrate yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, no, no, he's, he's given the free kick. So um, and I, I know obviously we, ha- we have benefited from it at times you know can two carbon copy penalties that weren't given um in real time have pulled back that were penalties and, and we, have, we have benefited from it but that's that's the angle that i don't like about it is the the kind of player celebration our celebration and then yeah but that's listen that's what it's there for and we'll come to last night's game in two ticks just to finish off on the run elaine um we go away to red star and obviously were beat 2-1. They scored very late on. Disappointed to get beat, but the damage was done in the first leg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was. And I, I think, sorry, Red Star is probably the worst game to come to me about because that's when um, we, we went at the game because my grand's ill. So um, we, we did actually watch it um, at hers, and there was something really nice about that. Um, mm. But we were all going absolutely daft. Uh, and it was a nice wee escape. And just, I know this is totally off topic, so just indulge me for one second. But there was a comment a wee while back, I think it was Glasgow Rangers' life just before eight o'clock. He said, you know, great night last night. I think he said it was his mum passed away today or, or yesterday. Oh, I never seen that. Um, yeah. So really, really sorry to hear that. And obviously everyone at the Rabble really sorry about that. Um, there is something really reassuring and something really nice about having... Even even just last night, you know, it it, it sounds daft, but it's like a wee family. Um, you go there and you're hugging folk around you that you wouldn't know their names, but um, yeah. So that that that's the question there. So really sorry to hear about that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we were in the same boat a few weeks ago, and it was the Red Star game, uh, and it's amazing how much of a release football is, and and it's amazing how how good that is to have. So apologies, I don't have. Have a great deal about that game because that whole time's a bit of a blur. Um, but brilliant, brilliant to go through. And I remember, in fact, I did. I remember watching the away game, and that's as you say, you start thinking, right, who next? And, yeah. and you know, are, are we getting a march or are we going to do this? 
Who next? Indeed, Karen, it was Braga. Um, a team that I think most of us were happy with. Not you. You wanted West Ham or Barcelona. I wanted Barcelona. I didn't want Barcelona, Martin. I said West Ham, no Barcelona. I just wanted West Ham just to try and shut some of the smug English people up because it's like if you play an English Premiership, you're the bee's knees, but anywhere else they don't care about it. It's like the English Premiership's the be on end all, and to me it's no, but I think if they got West Ham, we might have, I don't, I'm not saying we would definitely beat them, but I think they gave them a scare, I think we had a chance of beating them, because I don't think they're as good as they think they are either, but no. I'm pretty sure, Keir, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is there not a, a, a recent past winner of the Premier League who's currently competing in the conference? UEFA conference League? Oh, right, okay. So, you know, they're that fantastic that they couldn't qualify in the Europa League. Okay. Um, the first leg, very, very quickly against Braga Care. Um, yeah. I know it, came, it probably came at the, the wrong time. I mean, I don't, is there ever a right or wrong time to play games? Um, but it was just from start to finish dreadful. We were brutal, yeah. And we, 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 we came away with a null defeat. Bra- Braga won the great. They looked good at times, but they weren't great. But we were awful. I don't. We didn't have a shot on target. We didn't have a shot on target, did we? And we were so just dead passive. We weren't great. And the goal came from mistake for Balligan because he plays on the left, but he kind of uses like he just moved being a slip on his left foot because he doesn't use it at all. He went with his right and missed it. So, but then it shows you last night the other team, the other side, the Rangers turn up. <laughs> the Jekyll and Hyde Rangers, the other side turns up and. They go through. How good a performance, Elaine, was last night? I, I mean, honestly, the first 45 is up there with um, as what, what I've seen. I mean, this season, head and shoulders above what we've seen this season. But I just thought everything about them in the first half, they came out with intent. They didn't let their heads go down when the second goal was chopped off. They kept at it. They were, they were so... Just to, just to a man, everyone was excellent. They were disciplined, they knew what they were doing. Everything about it was brilliant last night. Um, and, you know, you're at half-time. Not, you know, European quarter-final at half-time, you're thinking, how's this not four? How's this only two? Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't really understate, or, or sorry, overstate how, how big a performance I thought last night was. And actually, I know we're saying the first half, but to... Lose a goal in such a way, so disappointing. Right at the end, when you when you can almost you, know, I'm clock watching from sixty minutes, thinking right, <laughs> the long half an hour. Um, and again, they reacted to it. Didn't let their heads go down. The, the one thing that we do question about this team are their confidence at their bottom. You know, how they um absolutely to a man last night. I thought they were excellent. Um, and yeah, just absolutely brilliant. I could go on. Just literally saying how good it was all night because I thought it was, um, yeah, don't remember many performances like that and don't remember many atmospheres like that either. And it would have been so easy, Kerr. You know, a team's down to 10 men, they sneak a late goal, you don't finish it off in the 90. When you should have been, let's be honest, 4 5 6 1 up, we were that good. It would have been so easy for us to go into a shell and go, it's no our season, this hasn't gone right. But the team stood up to it and all right, they had 10 men. But in that extra time, we came back and we got the goal that we needed. And we did, because we should have got more as well, Martin. I Scott, I feel they took his boots out the box. Oh, but, brutal. Brutal, uh, 
But no, we played really well last night, and I have to say I've been critical of Gio, and I probably will still be between now and the end of the season, but last night, the first half, his tactics were spot on. Ryan Jack was something behind Tav, so Tav was going forward with no no reason to see what's behind him when he was cause defensively because he knew Ryan was there. Same with Borner, he was going behind, Lundstrom was sitting deeper, controlling him, I do he was pulling it to the left, so he was getting forward, and you see how well we play with our full-backs higher up the park, both of them were putting in fantastic balls into the box, and Barisic, has been his best game for a while, I have to say, but I will say the first goal we have, I mean, I'm, how did they well, manage to get that in? Cammy says, says it here, Kerr, J- James Tavernier is the king. Aye, he's... I do not have a slag Tav at all. Tav's, I just think Tav's amazing. I just think for what we got him for, what he's, he's been, he's seen it. He's been here and done it and get a t-shirt. He was here with Matt Warburton. He's seen his really bad. He's seen his one. He's seen his up and down, but he still gives you the same performance every week. I, we know players play great and then they can have off days, but he still tries. Do you know what I mean? And Tav to me is just phenomenal. And that finish last night. I mean, he's a, he's a right back. I know he's I know he's playing higher up the park, but just to beat the back post in case Hayden comes across, he's there reading that, reading it, so it's walking across. And you thought, he's first at him, I thought he's going to put that back across, but no, he went for it, and it was a goal. And it just set the team up for the night and set the fans up for the night. For me, anyway, I can't speak for I can't speak for anybody, Elaine, apart from myself, right? And I never will try, but I don't even think this is a question now. For me, James Tavernier is a legend of the club. I know you can't be a legend until you've finished your time and whatever. So, once Tav has finished his time at Rangers, when we look back, there is absolutely 100% certainty he will become a legend of Rangers. Yeah, do you know, see, see just what you were in there. I saw, and I actually did some research today, um, but that just that was just literally screenshotting folk off Twitter. <laughs> but there was a, but there was one, there was one tweet that was saying, um, Tav's now got, bear in mind you're right, but he's got more goals than Barry Ferguson, Nacho Novo, David Cooper, he's close to overtaking Alberts, he's almost got the same as Gaza and Lydrup combined. Um, this season, so currently he's the top goal scorer in Europa League, albeit joint, but the other two goal scorers, um, one was Leon and one's Braga. Um, so, you know, obviously he's got a real shot at it. The the only person who's up you know, there or thereabouts um, plays for Frankfurt and is two behind him. So he's, he's got a real shot at being the top goal scorer in a European competition, which is just, you know, he's unbelievable. Right and I think, right as, I think as well, he's um, joint at the moment, top goals and assists. And again, um, the only other person who, who's like that is, um, or who's still in the competition is Frankfurt. So his numbers alone, we were talking about this last night, you know, when you think about the kind of ups and downs of him. And I know we, we all say about he's... Um, yeah, and do you know, I, I just, I just think he was, he, he's, he's come in for a lot of criticism, and he's probably the one player who's had so much stick because you, you do get the Tav's never a captain, and, um, yeah. and fair, fair play to him because, um, especially in Europe, he, he really has led us, um, and, and, and in fact, the six goals have all come in the knockout, um, stages, which is just, which is phenomenal. Mm. And also, just balls of steel. See, see the pressure, the pe- the pressure penalties. Unbel- I know we missed one recently, but absolutely. Everybody misses a penalty, though. Yeah, 
you know, coolest man in Ibrox last night. I, I could barely watch, and he does it time and time again. And you know what? And family makes a phenomenal point. Imagine if we had a steady right winger ahead of him. You know, Kerr, he's done most of his work. It was it was Candace, Candace left. Then we had Scott Wright playing there with Aribo playing there. He's never had since Candace left a steady partner ahead of him. He's not really, but imagine we played a back three and just played two wing backs. But uh, Martin, that'd, even, that'd be even better, wouldn't it? Won my mind with tactics here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So then they wouldn't have to track back as much. And I have to say, I think when John Lundstrom's went inside, it's helped him. Because he mm-hmm. covers that much ground through the middle. He can cover both fullbacks, you know what I mean? Ryan Jack been back as well, but no, it's phenomenal what Tal's been doing last, this season, but the last few seasons. The other, <laughs> sorry as I try and sort out my equipment, the other um, fullback care, um, Mr. Bonabarisic. Yep. I was asked before if you know, I felt as if he should have been given the chance to come in after only playing um, one decent game in the league. Bassib obviously moved into centre-back, Balogun left out, Bonabarisic came into left-back, and I said, no, no, I, I don't think he should have. I, I don't feel as if Bassi done enough. He's done anything wrong, really, to lose that left-back place, and I would prefer a, a 70 or 80% fit Balogun at centre-back. Um, and I am more than happy to sit here today and say, man, how wrong was that? But I thought but last night Borna was outstanding. He was, and I think I think Ross made a good point last night in the pod. Ross said about when Borna's playing like that, his deliveries into the box and his confidence, there's not anybody better we've got, but he's getting the consistency for Borna. That's been a problem this season. His consistency levels, it's up and down, but he seems to have got it. He's mojo back, doesn't he? I don't know where it's came from. It seems I've got it back a bit. And I, 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 I would play Bassi. Bassi's not the best centre-back because he's not the greatest header of the ball, but I'd rather have him there than Balligan because I just think Balligan's poor. I see, no, I wouldn't. I, 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 would have, I would rather have a fully, a fully fit Balligan. And out and out centre-back. You know, because for me, Bassi's not done anything wrong of late. He'll lose the left-back spot. I just get that wee... Mm, when he's playing centre-back. Yeah, although to be fair, I, I know what you're saying about Balogun. Not necessarily last being, to say that. And uh, and when Balogun came on, Balogun did well when he came on, but there's just a couple of times, especially when they're chasing you know, a bit of a turn of pace from their strikers, that I just get the fear a wee bit with Balogun. Um, but I mean, realistically, Balogun or Bassey, um is going to be in with Golden to the end of the season. I just I, I would just pick one and stick with it though, and not chop and change too much. But I don't think Bassey's really put a foot wrong. I do want to have a wee quick chat about Sunday. Um, before I do, obviously, look, we go through, we've got Leipzig, but we'll talk about Leipzig another time. Um, because I want to do a wee bit, I want to look into them a bit more before I talk about them, so I don't look like a total idiot. Um, there's been a wee bit of talk today, Elaine, about um, possibly moving fixtures, and that old video's resurfaced. I can't remember the guy's yes. name. He was the the leader, the leader half in the SPFL, who was contacted by a prominent club. Um, I think there only is one other prominent club in Scotland, apart from Rangers, and we all know who that is, to say do not help them under any circumstances. Um, Should Rangers be asking for a wee bit of help with regards to fixtures? I know Molly's dying to answer, right? I know. Where did that come from? Honestly, she's been been so well-behaved and no, Jesus. I didn't like my question. I don't blame her. It was a terrible question. Um, 
It was, it was just it was just a reaction to you know hearing that another club said don't help them. She's got yes. her back up, so that's Aye. it. The staunchest dog, <laughs> staunchest dog in Scotland. Should Rangers be asking for help with regards to fixtures? With regards to giving us the best opportunity, giving the Scottish club the best opportunity to progress in Europe? Honestly, I mean, the answer obviously should be yes, if we're anywhere else. I, I just couldn't be bothered with it. I, I, I think it's a totally futile exercise. I don't see the point. They're not, it's not going to change. I'd be incredibly surprised if any, fix, any fixtures were changed. Realistically, there was the there was the prospect of us going through when the split was announced. Yeah. So, if they really wanted to help at that point, you could have looked at it and um, things. Went, and I know, obviously, the whole point is you know looking at the league, whatever. But if if they really wanted to, they could they could have helped out then. Uh, I don't, for a minute, think that the fixtures will be rescheduled. Uh, I don't think we'll get more time to prepare anything like that. I think it will not likely be a repeat. And to be honest, I think, especially with the aggro between the board and the SPFL or the SFA, or, um, I, I just can't. I just can't see it. I think it'd be a waste of time. Uh, and I also just think it would get everyone's backs up. So I think we know what we need to do. With, you know, all our eggs are realistically in the European basket, apart from Sunday. And yeah, we know we know what we need to do. The sad thing is, Kerr, that this isn't even a discussion in other countries. This just happens automatically in other countries, I think. Really, without, if this was in Germany, if this was in Italy, and there's rivalries in these countries. But there's rivalries in these countries. There is, Kerr. You know, it's just, it seems to be... And, and look, if, I, if, if the, the tides were turned, if, if it was the opposite way about, I'd probably be sitting here going, no, don't help them. That's how hypocritical I am. Um, but it just seems to be in this country that hate Trump's all. It does, but I think it's never going to happen. We've asked before and it never happens. So I think now... Should it okay, happen, though? It should happen. I agree with teams getting help, no matter who it is and where they're from. If you can help your country at all winning a European trophy, then that's good for the country, and I hope it's also obviously good for that club, but it gives the country a boost, but it's not going to help. It's not, we're not going to get that, Martin. I think Celtic are also going to tour of Japan lined up, so they're <laughs> going to kibosh it anyway, so it doesn't really matter. See, especially when the league isn't isn't mathematically over yet. Mm. I I just think there's just, there's just no way. Um, sport integrity will get banded about, and um, th- there is just there's just no way that it's going to happen. There is one thing that club cannot do anymore, and that is shout about sport and integrity. Um, Elder McNaught, Molly saying hashtag shite question. Yes, Molly would probably be right. Um, I preferred when Molly was saying. Yeah, the people or whatever it was, there was another comment. Well, there you go. That probably would have been a better comment to bring up, right enough. Look, Barney's saying, no, we don't need favours. <sighs> Michael Crooks, why ask, why waste our time? Excuse me, Jim Sloan channel member, no chance. Um, Paul's saying, look, no, done this all ourselves, no one likes us. I'm not going to go down that route tonight, I, I'm, I'm honestly not. Um, I had Martin. my doubts about, yes? Can, can I ask you a favour, just after this question? I want to put you in the spot, because I had a question about last night. Spot me. I was a bit concerned, because see when we were getting, you know, when our field wasn't putting it away, and there was still, the, there was just that one goal cushion. Just a bit concerned that history was going to repeat itself, we are going to end up going to penalties. 
and he's taken off Ramsey, he's taken off Roof, he's taken off Jack, he's taken off Barisic. So I'm looking at the eleven that are still on, thinking, right, Tav's a shoe in. Who else is taking the who, who are another four penalty takers? Because feel, I'm looking I'm looking at Sakala. Arfield considering he, he missed two he missed two open goals. The keeper yeah. wasn't in front of him, let alone. Are you, are you asking me who I would pick or are you asking who would have stepped up? Who you well both. Who steps up who's, yeah, yeah, who's the other five? Who's the other four? Because obviously Tav does it. Um, but I was starting to panic because I'm thinking I'm I'm not trusting Sakala here. I'm thinking, yeah. Oh. Well, Arfield would have put himself forward straight away to go and take one regardless of how many he's missed. So I could guarantee you that Arfield would have stepped forward. Connor Goldson would have stepped forward. Um so you've got Tav, Arfield, Goldson. I think Scott Wright would have put himself forward. Um, although it wouldn't have been my my first choice, and I think Borna Barisic as well. He was in the no, Borna was off. He took Borna. Well, Borna was off, and he was off injured. Calvin Bassi would have had. still running down Pays Road West, didn't it? I'm just saying. Bassi, Goldson, Sakala giving me rose heads for you. I, don't know I was trying to keep. Of... I was trying to keep the conversation after we we, we got to Braga positive. That's why I didn't mention disallowed goals. Their players getting sent off stupidly. I was just trying to keep it all nice and joyful. And Elaine, you spoil it at the end because I couldn't remember who was on the park. Mm, typical woman. Okay. Hey, don't get me started. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah. Um, who, so who would have took the penalties in, Elaine? Um, Tav, Lundstrom, McGregor. Keeper penalties are always the best penalties. And then... The other two would have missed whoever it was. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't have liked our chances if it went to penalties. Thankfully, never am I through to the semi-finals. Um, Ian Ross, look, the football authorities will never help Rangers. Only one club gets that, RE the post-split fixtures. Uh, it's one of these conversations, Kev, <laughs> we could talk about it all night. Nothing's ever going to be resolved and we're never going to get a, a, a real positive outcome. It's just yeah. not going to happen. So we shall move on very quickly to Sunday. Now, of course, on Sunday we'll have the... Um, pre-match build-up. I'm not 100% sure who's going to be on it yet. I think Kieran might be on it for his car. Um, but we'll wait and see. Before we go into that, if you are watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. Um, we're, we're, I think, the last time I checked, 150 subscribers away for 5k, 5,000. Um, we're getting closer and closer to a million views as well, which is mental. A million people have seen this ugly face. And mine. Um, so, yeah. Uh, please do that. So like, uh, like and uh, subscribe on on Facebook. It's like and share. I think it is, and on Twitter, of course, give us a retweet and a like. Um, right, Elaine, Sunday, um, Scottish Cup semi final against them. Um, if we take all the positivity that we've took for Europe and we park that to the side, you know, and we come back to the negativity that is domestic football. Um, realistically, if we're looking at this, it's the last chance to stop them winning a treble. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we only have ourselves to blame with that. It's, um, you know, we have been in such a strong position and unfortunately we've, we've let it slip. Um, I, I said to you beforehand, I was more confident about Thursday night than I was going into Sunday. I was also, I was worried about the old firm at Ibrox that if we lost, the wheels could come off completely. Mm-hmm. And actually... Good performance at St Mirren, great performance last night. Um, we're such a confidence team. 
there's no reason why we can't go and, and give it a good go. Um, and and I think the players will have got a lot. That was the other worry, obviously, the worry of going out. But see, when they pull a goal back last night, my worry is that the heads will drop. And if we didn't go through, because we had so many chances, that game should have been um, over you know, far earlier than it was, that we then, the confidence steps in Sunday. The one thing I would say is we'll be knackered. We'll be on our feet. The, the players gave everything last night. Um, I hope I hope we can do it. I hope they bounce off it. I hope the atmosphere. I hope the fans stick with them because we were um, and you know I've touched on the atmosphere last night, but I think we really really backed them at all points, and I think we need to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to really get behind them. We know that they're going to be they're going to be tired, but if they go out and give everything, and if they go out and perform like last night, there's no reason why we can't. We can't get through. Well, listen, of course, if we play to our, our, our best, we can 100% beat them. Um, looking at it more positively, Kea, Darren Stewart, channel member, or it's the last chance for us to have a shot at the treble. It is, and listen, you can never say it's over. The league, personally, I do think it's over, but I know it's mathematically possible, it's never an end can happen, but I think we've just we've screwed it up for ourselves. The Scottish Cup is a must win for us, I have mm-hmm. to say. But Europe was great, and we're all loving this run. If we get the final, it would be tremendous. And if we won it, my God, we don't know what we would do. But the Scottish, we don't be kind of like to win a treble, Martin. After the season we had last year and the season they had, it's it's no enjoyable for me if that happens. So we have to win on Sunday, and I think the best way of doing that is starting the game like he started. I know starting, but playing well, the game that he started last night. I was going to send that question straight back to you, Kier. How do we win the game on Sunday then? Because the last two old forums have been horrendous. The last old forum, we started really well. We, we, we went a goal up and then we shot the bed. So what does he need to do differently on Sunday? I think if we started where we done last night, I don't mean uh, where we played, but where the formation was, we Tav and Bonner up the park and Jack and Bassey falling in wide and Goldson in the centre way. Lundstrom sitting deeper and you've got Aribo sitting a bit deeper. Ramsey finding space in the pockets and Ruth and Kent just kind of having kind of free rolls around about either. Just try to mix it up because if they sit back Celtic will attack because if you attack them quite predictable they just sit and hit us in the break. So if they can cover a full backs like we done last night I'll make them try to do something else because they're, they're a team that's full of pace. The, the, the boy up front made are just constantly runs. I mean, people can see he's not a good player. I bet he's serious that, running, though. He's exactly. running he's tremendous. It's brilliant. There's nobody that's ever run like him before. He's actually not a bad player. I'm not going to criticise him. I'm not saying he's the best player, but he's actually not a bad player. He does a job. And for our defenders, tippy tapping at the back at times, he can mm-hmm. put him under pressure, make a mistake. And McGregor's not the best at kicking either. So we need, we need to be on the ball. And they'll get pace in the wings. And we just have to try and close them down. The only problem I've got with Rangers now, it's eight pieces. I don't know. Do we defend? Do we man-to-man marker with the goal zone? Because no at, time, at times, I don't, don't pick anybody up. I think that's the problem. At times, I don't pick anybody up. I know the goal last night, people are blaming goals to a point, yeah. But like you said, Martin, I watched it back. He was trying to organise people, tell them what to be, but they took it and Roof could have done better. But... Roof doesn't want many haters defensively, does he? No, but you, you put you put the ball into the box for Roof and he attacks it. That's how Roof scores his goals. The problem is, and I'll, I'm sorry, Kerr, I'll just take this to Alain really quickly. First of all, how many changes do you think there'll be for Sunday, right? 
And second of all, I think we all expect Roof to start. I know it looked as if he had maybe a wee niggle last night, but we expect Roof to start. And if he does start, we cannot again afford to play a Roof the way we play to Morelos because it simply doesn't work. No, I think Roof, Roof has his own qualities. Um, they're not like for like. I think that's where um, at Parkhead just got found out because that, that was Roof that led the line there, wasn't it? And I think that just got, got massively found out. Um, a lot will depend on how the players recover. I wasn't sure if Roof had a niggle or they were taking him off because I thought the um, Braga players were kind of trying to get him sent off and he was already on a yellow, so I wasn't sure if that's why they, they took Roof it off. It looked as if he was holding his leg, I'm not 100% sure. The Barisic obviously depends, if that was just a wee niggle, Ramsey depends how he recovers. Um, I, I would start Ramsey, I, I think that um, I think he played really well last night, but obviously you need to know how, how much, uh, how long you're getting out of him. I did see one of the comments as well saying John McLaughlin's play, played the rest of the Scottish Cup games. Um, I just don't, I know that's maybe the, the sweetener and why you keep, um, how, how you manage to keep a good second keeper. I don't think you mess around with it at this stage. There's no, no room for kind of sentimental uh, value, I, I would start with, and I know McGregor's been hot and cold as well, but um, if McGregor's your first choice keeper, McGregor's, who starts for me as well? We've had how many conversations, care about the goalkeeping situation? Um, for me, and see the see the problem we're doing these, right, and the problem we're doing these live, is you say your opinion, mm-hmm. and then about a week later, you've got a completely different opinion, because you don't, you can't remember the opinion you had the week before, right? Yeah. Um, so no, it's called, it's called say, getting old, Martin Hampton. It's called, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called getting very old. Um, or just I don't being think wrong. Said, yeah. <laughs> I don't think this is your last uh, appearance, Elaine. Um, I don't think McGregor's had anywhere near his best season in the Rangers shirt, right? I don't think that's controversial to say. Um, I think there's, there's certain games that if John McLaughlin had played, they probably wouldn't have dropped points. Um, but in saying that, Kerr, I do not see anybody else apart from Alan McGregor starting in goals on Sunday. Probably not. And I've been McGregor's biggest fan, but this season he has cost design. Celtic do put a lot of balls into the box, and I trust McGregor coming for them. Answers no. But I don't think McGregor's good enough to be a number one keeper next season. But I would still uh, push for him in for Sunday. Just to give you, you would put McLaughlin in? Yeah. When's when's the last time he played? Would it have been against was it Ammon? Was that the last who did we play? If, no. It's a big game. He's a, he's a keeper, he's gonna be up for it. I mean, we've seen the boy mm-hmm. McCrory been up for it at the start of the season. I just think the defence aren't they the most settled at the moment. Especially balls into the box, but they're even more unsettled when you know your goalkeeper's not gonna come for it. I mean the bigger goalkeeper last night. Right, he was doing my nothing because he was cheating and he was rolling about. And... <laughs> but see how far he was coming out for crosses? Yeah. Catching them? Yeah. We've not got to keep like that. So it's it's putting your defenders under pressure because sometimes they're defending on the edge of a six-yard box. And they're, see, they're, jump, they're, they're, jumping, they're jumping straight up and they're, 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 they're on. running on it. Straight back onto that point, yeah. Right, McGregor's and we and I know this this is points being made. McGregor's never came for crosses. I know right? that. McGregor's never done that. And I, I get the I, I get that it puts extra pressure on the defence and that, you know, some of the, the saves that McGregor would make, he hasn't been making. Um, but he's never done that. So surely the defence in front of him is used to that. Knowing the fragile, Martin. 
But and again though, it's the same defence as last season. So why should McGregor be made to pay for the back four's fragility? Because he probably cost us over ten points a season just himself. Not ten points a difference between us being top and not being top. So why should you why can you criticize Tav, Golson, Balligan, Bassey, Bonner, but you criticize McGregor, you, you blame the fault in front of him? He's got to hold his hands up at the time. At the end of the day, he's the last defence. He's the keeper. That's what he's paid for to make saves. And if he's not going to come for a cross ball, he's not going to come for a cross ball 10 years ago. So he's not going to come for it now. But I'm just saying my opinion is McLaughlin now putting goals in Sunday just for the fact he comes out and punches or catches because Celtic put a lot of balls into the box. That's, all, that's, all, that's my opinion. I I'm, I'm, I'm Alan's biggest fan, but I think he's put a season too long. I believe in the industry, I just get bitch slapped there with, a, with an answer. <laughs> Um, I just got absolutely keen. Uh, Ramsey, Elaine, um, yeah. we talk so much about his fitness and can he play two games a week? Um, I thought he was he was good against Braga. I don't think he was the best on the park. I thought he was good. He got into some good spaces. He's looking fitter and fitter every game. Um, is Ramsey risked on Sunday? Is this why we brought him to the club? Should he play? Yeah, because because realistically. I know that you're not, you know, we're not going to chuck the league, but if we're being realistic, there's two there's two trophies that we've got a really good chance of getting. We're in, in fact, we're in two semi-finals. Yeah. Those are the big games. That's you know, He's a big game player, big money player. Um, that, that's why we brought him. I thought that, I think he's doing well. I think he's grown into it. I think his fitness is getting better. Um, I think he's just an intelligent player. His, his running, his some of the touches. There's sometimes where when he gets the ball, he can have them a couple of times last night. Um, you know, a, a good couple of Braga players around him, and he just knows how to play it out. Um, generally speaking, finds a Rangers man. Um, I I, th- I think I've been impressed with him coming in. I think you can see that at his best, he's a level above. He's not necessarily there at the moment. That's why he's with us, unfortunately. But um, but I can see that, and I think 100%. If he's fit, if you're getting 60 minutes off him, um, you take him up. Because actually, that was one of the turning points. I felt that when we took Ramsey and Jack off, the team had been playing so well. And obviously, bringing subs on, that's always going to be a risk that you disrupt it. But taking two players that I thought were playing really well um, off, I thought that was a, turn, a turning point for... Braga just just kind of sneaking back into it. So no, a hundred percent, I would play him if he's fit. I know for a fact, Kia, that I mean you're about to plunge into darkness because you've not put money. You've not put Peter. No, what was it? Brian said I can't remember. It's gone. No, you've not put money in the meter anyway. Um, you, have you seen the price of gas and electric bills, man? <laughs> oh, bye. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm at my mum's. <laughs> yeah, I know. Aye. Oh, yeah. By the way, she's flies fuck. By the way. Uh, I try to plug in enables, but I couldn't get through the ball. Kel, I know, I know you right away. I'm going to say Ramsey has to play. I has to play for me. For me, I has to play. I agree with everything Elaine said. He's sometimes he'll get the ball away, and you think what's he doing? But it's just because he's played with players and different level and players that we've got, and he's thinking the player should be there, and they're not. But the more he plays, the better he gets. He can see the influence he brings to games. And I said that to you earlier on when I was talking to you on the phone. We changed the way we played when they made the subs, didn't we? And mm-hmm. I know you said, don't find me, but when Jack and Amzi went off, we did start to go into old way of playing. We were very mm-hmm. predictable and we sat a bit. And that's when Braga get back, in it? So Ramsey has to play 
Jack, I think I said earlier, you just start the same 11 apart from maybe the goalie. That's the only one I would change, but the same 11. Because I think that 11 last night, the way they came out, the traps and started, the formation was good. They were all supporting each other and we got forward quick and that's what you need to do on Sunday. But Ramsey, to me, he plays and if he can get him fit, he stays next season as well, before you want to ask. Well, I'll come I'll come to that in future podcasts. Um, Gallant Pioneer, he's got his who's linked up to the lamppost outside. So um, I come, and, I come and show me how to do it, Gallant. Come and show me how to do it at all, please. Um, interesting point here for Darren Stewart, Elaine. Um, does Stephen Davis get a look in on Sunday? I'd be mega surprised. Probably not. Uh, and it's not because I have any issue with Stephen Davis because I think when he's uh, when he's on his game, um, he's brilliant. And, he, and he's he's another player who he gets it, he knows what it's all about. Um, I just think we need to start quickly. We need to be on the front foot. And Davis, ha- Davis does have the experience, but he's not played... You know, he's kind of been out of favour with Gio... There's obviously been rumours about was it COVID related? Is it you know? Um, and I know Gio has said he's still he's still a big player. He's still very much in the plans. Um, I just don't know whether you chuck him in straight away on on Saturday. Eh, sorry, on Sunday because I think you go depending on how tired they are. I agree that I probably would start the same team as long as they're not absolutely out in their feet. Potentially bring Stephen Davis on when we're three 0 up just the coast. And see it out, but I'm, I don't think it's that. It would maybe be more of a question, care if it wasn't for the fact that I think for the first time last night in a long time, we've seen what looked like peak Aribo. I thought Aribo was fantastic last night doing the things that he used to do. Um, he looked to have that confidence back. I don't know if that um goal against St. Martin's just gave Marie extra lease of life. Um, but he. A, a fully functioning, fully motoring Joe Aribo makes such a difference and could make such a difference on Sunday. He does, and I think, going back for the Africa Cup of Nations, I think just fatigue setting, the amount of football he played, fatigue, travelling. You don't know if he maybe had COVID at one point, I don't know, but I think everything just kind of got to him. And just fatigue setting, I think he needed a rest. And maybe mm-hmm. we never gave him it when we should have. But now you see him kind of back to where, where he was. It's starting halfway through the season, and you seen it last night with two. He was involved in two goals, and especially the goal that won, won the game for as well. The third goal, it gets through. I mean, Kamara's link up was really good because it was just easy enough to swing that ball into the box. But Kamara put the ball through to Joe. And one thing I noticed last night, he was actually lifting his head when he was passing the ball. Sometimes yeah. you're not being, but he's been lifting his head, so he's looking for runners. And he lifted his head, and he spotted a roof coming in. and it was a great ball. We can. It was a great finish. Good movement, Meg. Come on, Ruth as well. I mean, that's what he does. He's not going to be like Morelos and bully players and hold up. He runs off our players and they done it last night, and that's how we scored. But if Joe's up and firing, and it's it'll get his, he'll help his more in the vision all. But he still struggles defensively, Joe. But he's getting there. He's getting there, and he's still. Like I said, Martin, if he was putting the start of the season like he, if he was still playing that just now, he'd been played a year in Scotland easily. But obviously, the amount of games he's played, he's just. You get fizzled out for a bit. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Do you know my mind's went completely blank? Um, who did we have in the midfield last night with Lundstrom, um, Jack, Jack, and Aribo? Ramsey kind of played as a 10. Is that Ramsey fair? Was playing, Ramsey was playing kind of right, the right side, didn't he? Out the right side. Would you be happy with that, Elaine, for the old firm again, or would you want more pace? Oh, don't ask me about tactics. 
Tuloy ni Pace. Ano yung nasa? Yeah, do you know one one thing that it did that kind of goes over my head. But when someone was saying about um, Ryan Jack slotted really nicely into right back, which let mm-hmm. Tav go up, and it just provided a wee bit extra cover. And I think so much of us going forward, and so much what's good about us is having the fullbacks. And in doing that, um, I think I think that's something that it just gave that extra extra wee bit of protection. And um, I mean Kent's pacey. Anyway, um, and if we look at who else, you know, if you're talking about pace, um, I, I don't think it's a game for Sakala to start. Scott Wright, I thought he did all right when he came on, but um, not as good I, as what he done in the league for me, Elaine. And I think that just showed. I think that Scott Wright, mm, no, no, just not the point at best, man. Sorry, Elaine, carry on. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. But... <laughs> Are you done? All right, okay. We'll yeah, move no, on. no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, very quickly, everybody in the comments, um, please give me your predictions for Sunday. Um, to regular viewers, to the, the podcast, the show, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I like a scoreline and I like the first goal scorer. Um, so, yeah, please get them in and I'll read them out shortly. Um, before I come to care for the final question on all of this, before I come to you guys for predictions, um, if you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. We're getting ever closer to 5K um, subscribers, and I like help share the podcast um, across the YouTube world. Um, when you, the podcast is finished, come back in and leave a wee comment like, oh, Martin, you're the most handsome um, Rangers person on YouTube. Um, there's nobody else who is as good as you, and you are the most handsome man in the world, even more handsome than Elaine. So if you yeah, want to... your, your mother doesn't even post that. No, because my mum doesn't like me. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> can you not tell by this nose? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, um, if you're on Twitter, give us a wee retweet, a like, and a comment in there as well on Facebook, a like and a share. Care you watch a lot of the other teams in the SPFL for varying reasons. Right. Um, you've seen quite a bit, of, not quite a bit, but you've seen some of Celtic. Yeah. We pretty much all know our players now. We've played them a couple of times. Um, but just to refresh our memory, as horrible as it is, um, where is Celtic's threats coming from? And do you expect Ange to kind of go with the same team that we've seen at Ibrox? Um, I can't remember their team, man, but I expect them to go with an attacking lineup because they like to play in the front foot. I know Ibrox are never the kind of sat back and they sucked us in and just said try and break us down. We couldn't. But Hamden's quite a big pitch, so I think they'll, they'll, they'll make the pitch big for them and they'll stick, probably stick two wingers out and make it big. You've got McGregor on control in the middle. I don't know if he'll play, what's called the Australian guy again? I always remember his name, Rogic. Tom Rogic. I don't know if, I don't know if he'll play because he never seems to last 90 minutes, does he? But Good player, though. And as much as he I just get his kind of. Performances back because he wasn't playing that well last season. My Angie's get performances back, but they've got pace, they've got legs in the middle, legs in the wings, and they're quick up front. And that's how we have to stop them. That's how we've seen it. Ibrox we pressed staff out a few times, and he was making mistakes with kicking the ball out or whatever. But we stopped pressing them after that, and I don't know the reason for it. Carter Vigors is a decent player, so we can't play the ball high towards him. We have to, if we're going to point it roof, having has to be on the ground. Or down the side, we can't play it and because it will just get bullied with, as we've seen at Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. It will just get bullied, so we have to play Heinz quick, 
on the ground. But sometimes we take our players got to take two, three, four touch before they pass it again. We can't do that. Have to take one touch and move it, like we have seen we can do. So I'll be a, I'll be a hard game because Celtic will come into this game confident. They beat us twice, mm-hmm. and you know yourself. For me, beat them a few times. Every game you're in after that, you think we're going to beat them no matter how they play because we know we can beat them. And I think they've maybe got that wee bit in them. But if Rangers players turn up, we should make it more difficult and hopefully beat them. But I'm more of these people to say, I don't like Celtic, but I'm more of these people to say they're a bad side because they're decent. They're not, they're not sitting top of the league. You can say they're sitting top of the league because we've, we, were the, we were at fault. We could have been, but they also had to win games as well. Yeah, that's, the reason, that's the reason they're sitting top of the league, you may know. Is it a case right now, Elaine, of what Ange's got, Gio's number? That's two games against Gio, two wins. Um, and our record at Hamden of late, let's be honest, isn't exactly perfect, is it? No, I mean, no, our, our Hamden record's shocking. Um, possibly, uh, but I just think that a lot of the time we are the masters of our own downfall. And that you could, you could put that against any team that's taking points off as it or you know, puts out a couple or whatever it is. Um, I don't necessarily think it's they've got Gio's number or anything like that. I think the team can be quite easy to set up against if we're not playing in front foot, if we're not pressing. If we sit back and invite pressure on, the reality is at the moment we're not good enough. And, and that seems nuts coming off the back of last night, but we're not good enough to soak up the pressure if we sit back and sit off them and we saw that park head um i don't i don't think we would get another performance like that um but i just think we'll go i think we'll, we'll need to start quick but also i i don't watch a lot of um celtic games at all uh, I, I don't know a great deal about them i do remember certainly at the start of the year there was a lot of chat about they came out firing because they tired um the reality for us is that we are going to tire an extra 30 minutes you know, last night, we will tire at some point as well. Especially so think, if it doesn't change the team. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's all very well saying it worked last night. It's great. Um, but we, we need to, Gio needs to trust his bench as well. Um, we have had games this season. He did last night. He changed it. He you know, freshened up when need be. We have had games where he's not, I mean, you know, he's not trusted the bench. He needs to utilise the squad. I think we need to come out fighting, we need to come out on the front foot, hopefully get a cushion. Um and then I think he needs to you know our game management needs to be top drawer on Sunday. Um because the reality is we, we will tail off whether they will as well. As I say, I don't watch any of their their games to know if that's still the case. Well, well Michael agrees with you look yes Elaine when we try and sit back we don't do well, which is hundred percent true. Um Barney's saying certainly are a decent side but we are better. We need to show it on the park. Um, Curry Muncher, no chance he has a number. He plays one way, and it has been our own defence that has effed us up. Well, right now, Ange has Gio's number until such times as Gio, beat, Gio wins. So, until such times as Gio pulls an old firm win, um, out, then Ange does, of course, have his number. Elaine Kerr, I'm going to come to you for predictions. Um, give, me, give me your predictions and your first goal scorers. Before I come to you, and I'll give you a wee minute to think about it, I'm going to go to some predictions from people in the comments. Um, Paul McGarrigal is going 2-0 Kent. Grant McRoberts is going 2-1 Roof. Um, I said that about like a dog there, didn't I? Roof. I meant Roof. Um, Martin Mead is going 3-1 Kent. 
Uh, what else we got? Channel member Jim Sloan's gone Kent 3 0. Don't you be stealing these? I want your honest opinions. Um, uh, oh, Rabble, Rabble contributor Graham has gone 2 1 Aribo. Sharpie's gone 2 1 Golds and channel member Darren Stewart's gone 3 2 to the famous Ramsey with the first goal. I'd love Ramsey to get the first goal on Sunday. Um, Nicholas Moore, South Wales Loyal's gone 2 1 Rangers. Ramsey first goal. Right, if we get anyone that's slightly different, do we have anything different? Lee Henderson's gone 2 1 Goldson. Uh, I'm saying the names off you funny tonight. <laughs> Stuart Keane, 2 0 Bobby Madden, first goal. There you go, that's a good one. Right, uh, Elaine, what are you saying? Oh, before uh, you come in, Michael Charon, channel member, he's gone 4 1 in roof. Very, very confident. So, Elaine, sorry, what are you saying? I think it'll be a nervy 1 0. And it'll be the sort that, yeah, no nails left by the end uh, and Tav penalty. Oh, I knew you were going to go Tav, but I just, when you said 1 0, I knew oh. you were going Tav penalty. Care? Two each. <laughs> okay, what are you doing to me, man? Two each. Tav, I was going to say for first goal, two each, but I think we'll win it an extra time. You think after Thursday night, if it goes two each, we'll have enough in the tank for extra time? Aye, because we've only got your team next month, well, and we're not really oh, bored about right them. <laughs> we're not going to be bored about them. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot. You know, that's one team I cannot stand, man. Um, there's another team in Scotland I can't stand. Um, but for reasons I won't name because a certain family member's just signed for me. Um, Callum, oh. he's gone 3 0 roof. Craig Stewart's gone 3 2 tab. Curry Muncher, another one with extra time. What are you so giving me extra time for? I, my heart cannot handle extra time on Sunday. Get your um, money's worth. No, see if it goes to extra time. See the reaction on this. We'll just be me like that. That'll be it. That'll be the only thing you'll see. Um, Here's a quick point. I always go to finish and then somebody pulls a question right out their arse. Um, if it goes to extra time, Alex Lowry's your man. Do we expect to see Kerr, Mr Lowry on Sunday at any point? Do you think he'll be having no. a chance? Not because Gio no risk and probably rather bring on our field and if Alex Lowry was in the park last night, he would have scored both the chances. <laughs> he would have. He would have. He would have a lane. Will we see any Rangers youngsters get their chance on Sunday? Dep no. Depending on how the game's going? Depending on injuries, I think. No. Maybe Leon King's got a better chance. Aye. Mm. Do you know, kind of, Lowry, when he's come on, he's looked absolutely brilliant. I hope he does. Um, but I, I think possibly, I think we might see him towards the end of the season. I don't think with so much at stake on Sunday, he'll, he'll throw him in there. Well, it's, it's always good to end on a negative. I love I love ending on a negative. It, it, it brings me joy. Um, right, so listen, thank you to everybody for watching. We will be back on Sunday. Oh, it's listen, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff on Sunday, isn't it? No, it's not. It's 2 o'clock. It's a 2 o'clock. I meant 2 o'clock. Just testing. Just testing. I mean, Too many tenants for you, Martin. I've only had one can. Um, we will be back on 1 o'clock for the pre-match build-up on Sunday. Um, and then, of course, we'll be back for reaction shortly after after the game. Big thank you to everybody watching. Thank you, Kerr. Welcome back, Elaine. Thank you for coming Thanks back. For um, so a few people have asked what the announcement is, um, the Rabble announcement is. The Rabble announcement will be at the end of the season. So by the time it gets to the end of the season and I announce it, you all go, oh, that was pish. What did, you, what did you make us wait to the end of the season for that shape? For? Well, I apologise, but you can just wait until the end of the season. 
Um, things are changing all the time. So, Jim Sloan, great pod, follow, follow. Thank you very much. Please do like and subscribe. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, at Rangers Rabble and all that. Um, help share, help get the pod about. Um, the numbers have been steadily growing. Again, we went through a wee period where they kind of stayed where they were, somewhere between one and a half and like 3,000. Now it's kind of gone up and up and up, so that's great. Um, Gratia pregnant, Martin. Thanks very much, Barry. <laughs> Thank you. I just read somebody was pregnant and I was going to say congratulations. I didn't realize you were fucking talking with me. Um, so thank you. So yeah, I'm going to end the podcast before I rumble on any longer. Thank you to everybody watching and we'll see you all on Sunday. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.